Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 22. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel, from Photoscribe. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Scott. How are you? <laughs> Doing all right. We're having a little bit of uh, technical difficulties with Skype here, so we switched back to Google Hangouts for this episode. Yeah. But we should note that Google Hangouts is actually going away and becoming something in YouTube, right? Yeah, so YouTube has had YouTube Live for a while now, um, but uh, they're basically merging the two, so Google Hangouts on air will become Google Live. Yeah. Only Google. Um, so, YouTube Live. Sorry, YouTube Live. So. so not WordPress related, but very relevant to all photographers who do any video, anything. Yeah. So the regular Hangouts are staying, but it's just the on-air that are being merged. So. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so today we've got a really fun guest. I'm really excited about this. Jasser Abujimi. I got that right, Jasser, right? Yeah, you did it perfectly. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. Um, so Jasser is the founder, the host and business coach at Canada Photo Convention. An event started with just 89 Canadian photographers and one year in Vancouver, and it exploded to 230 photographers from around the globe the next year, primarily due to the power of word of mouth marketing, something that Jasser specializes in. And so, excels in, yeah. I say. <laughs> so Jasser is very proud to have been called an entrepreneur, a teacher, a caregiver, an animal lover of a really cute dog, yes. a <laughs> a disturber, and uh, photography's Oprah. So, yeah, Jasper also offers one-on-one -on -one consult calls with uh, CPC attendees. So I'm confident you have a lot to bring to this conversation. So, yes. welcome mm -hmm. to the show, Jasper. We're happy to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um, so be before we get into what's going on with you, we like to talk about a little bit of WordPress photography-related news, um, the first one of which being that WordPress 4.6 is now out. And um, we said in the last episode that it's not a big one related to photographers, but it is still a pretty, um, related to photography specifically, but it is still a pretty big update as far as uh, what you would see changed in the, in the, in, in, in the software, the first of which being up until now, for I guess since maybe 3.5 or 4.0, I don't know when it first started, but WordPress, the WordPress dashboard was using a Google font called Open Source. And for whatever reason, maybe for performance reasons, I don't know, they switched from Google font to using native system fonts. So they spent a lot of um, uh, typographic, you know, uh, testing in, in the dashboard and they got a really nice design of, of different font choices that is being used by default now. So uh, you should notice that slight text differences uh, when you look at the back end. There is also a disaster, uh, disaster recovery improvement, whereas before WordPress would only back up once every minute or something like that when you're writing a blog post or a blog page. Now it's as you type, it's backing up for you. Um, so if you needed to recover, you could do that uh, really at any time if you made a mistake. Now, for a technical question, does that take up, because I've had the disaster recovery and it's mm -hmm. saved my butt, but there's always yeah. that, like, oh, you know, one-minute lag time. 
does that do that? Does that pull on resources in any way? So they're saying it's using your browser to do it, so it shouldn't. Uh, it might okay. slow your computer down slightly because it's the browser, yep. uh, but I, I don't know. Um, I haven't really tested it that thoroughly. It could. I guess we'll, time will tell. Yeah, because um, I guess so, my question is if a photographer is in there doing five in a row, you know, and scheduling them out like we tell them to do or advise them yeah. to do, are we then tell, like slowing down their site if they're doing it at, you know, Monday at 10 a.m. and their site's getting hit with traffic? Uh, if anything, it'll only slow down the back end, I would imagine. Okay. Um, but, yeah, again, time will tell. We'll see. Yeah. It, they're saying use the browser so it shouldn't slow down your site. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Uh, the last of which is an inline broken link checker. Now, this doesn't check your historical links. Basically, what it is is while you're adding a link inline in your in your content and you go to add it, it'll actually t be red if the link is broken or blue if the link is okay. That's so awesome. that's a nice nice that, little feature. A plug -in, but the plugin itself pulled a lot of resources. Yeah, the plugin itself. Yeah, yeah. broken link checker is a pretty resource-heavy plugin. That's um, awesome the, one. <laughs> yeah, the last bit of news uh, is that if you're using NinjaForms plugin, now this happened once before, and we've mentioned it on the show. Um, NinjaForms is a form plugin. I think there's a free and a, and a paid version. Um, they have a vulnerability which was fixed, so make sure you update immediately. If you want to know more about it, we'll link to that in the show notes. But um, yeah, be sure to update that. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. So Jasser, what's going on with you in Canada world? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, currently I'm getting ready for our Toronto conference coming up in a few weeks, really. It's not very far from now, yeah. on October 4th to 6th, um, which you'll be at, Scott, so yeah. it'll be nice to meet you in person. Yes, for sure. Talking about WordPress, right? Uh, I'm talking about image SEO, actually. Hey, that's so, good, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I'm really excited about that. Um, I haven't been to Canada in years, too, so I'm equally as excited to go to Canada again. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it's going to be a good time. So um, It looks like, it, you know, I've, I've been admiring CPC for, for a while now, um, and it, I, I love the, how it's growing, and I love that you're keeping it intimate. Um, and Do you have an attendee cap? Um, yeah, so for our Toronto one, currently it's 145 people. That's great. Yeah. So, um, and then going forward, it'll actually probably be pretty small, small, even smaller than that. Wow. So you have, yeah. to, so the, there's the Toronto one and then there's the Vancouver one. So you really are trying to capture the entire sort of Canadian photography market. Mm-hmm. And we also now have a Calgary Boudoir conference as well. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, so you're really branching out. Yeah, exactly. And we're planning for, in the future, we'll have a family and portrait division as well. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. I mean, so I know we're a WordPress podcast, but we talk a lot about photography and photographers, and since you sort of have a unique perspective on the Canadian marketplace for photographers, do you think that there are challenges unique to Canadian photographers, or do you see sort of ubiquitous challenges across, you know, that cross boundaries, you know, of, I don't even know what I'm saying, U.S., mm -hmm. Canada, Europe, even Australia? Yeah. So yeah, I've I've had I'm fortunate because I've discussed one on one with a lot of photographers doing consultations and in our group mentorship and just in in meeting with them at the conferences and stuff like that. And I hear a lot of the same um, um, challenges uh, among photographers and a lot of the same worries and a lot of the same um, um, thoughts and stuff like that when it comes to their websites, their businesses, their planning, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's pretty universal. I think for Canadian photographers, they feel like it's a different scene than it is with the other other areas. Everyone thinks that it's just 
their market. You know, oh, I hear a lot of times people say, my market is is too cheap. People here around here don't pay that money for for photography and things like that. And that's universal. I've heard that from people that are based in Vancouver. I've heard that from people based in very tiny towns in in you know the middle of the country. So, yeah. um, and and all over in different nations as well. So I I think that's that's always a concern for people when you're a small business. Obviously, you always wonder and worry that it's just your local market or your local economy, but right. it's. It, it doesn't matter where you're from, you're always going to face those challenges. And it's about how you face those challenges and your creativity going into solving them that um, makes a difference of whether you succeed or not. Yeah. So mm -hmm. going into that, how do you, how does WordPress fit into your life and how, you know, what do you recommend to the people you come in contact with and what are you hearing from the industry? Well, I think it depends on the stage in their business. Um, when a lot of photographers first start off, one of their challenges is how do I get a website? How do I even get started? Like it's a it's a whole realm that they know right. you know not very much about when they first start. Um, so my suggestion to them is really just get a template. Honestly, just start with a WordPress template. There's lots of companies that do photography based templates. So just start with that. That's the easiest thing you can do. And um, and get help from them. If you don't know how to set it up yourself, get help from the the provider. You know, um, it's not something that you have to always do yourself. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, what topic that we see often is you know using a template or hiring out for a custom site. And there's a big price difference between the two. I mean, you can get a template for forty dollars. You can get a template for two hundred dollars, depending on where you go. A <laughs> custom site's going to cost you probably three thousand dollars or more. Um, most likely more. So, you know, for photographers that don't have a website, I agree a template is the way to go. Um, for photographers who are now in a business that, that is uh, striving, that's doing really well, that has, you know, ongoing uh, new clients, that has returning clients mm -hmm. and so on, uh, if you can afford to get a custom site and look completely different than everybody else on the Internet... Yeah. Yeah, then that's the way to go. Uh, but again, big big expense. But really, what it comes down to, and I, I I say this all the time, is the website design doesn't matter. It's really not that important. It's the content that's on the site. It's yeah. your work, right? It's how you're speaking to your clients. So, mm -hmm. me, my advice for even photographers who are ready, you know, um, doing extremely well and 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 striving is. You don't really need a custom website. You, if you want it, do it. But you don't really need it. A template would do just fine if your work stands out for itself. Yeah, I was going to interject and say that as well. Like, I think that a lot of photographers are definitely okay with templates because there is some customization options, you know, that you can get in WordPress natively. I think the confusion that we often hear is the Squarespace versus WordPress or, you know, mm -hmm. because it's not the templates, it's not how it looks, it's how you manipulate WordPress yeah. and how you move around and beginning photographers are not only learning their craft, but they're learning how to run a business, they're learning how to deal with clients and like the last thing they want to wrestle with is, you know, HTML and CSS. Not that yeah. you have to know that to work in WordPress, but um, a couple years ago you did, like things are definitely changing quickly. Um, so we often have the discussion, and we've had it many, many times, about <laughs> using a Squarespace versus using a WordPress. And, you know, our default is often just get on WordPress and use a drag-and-drop like a Divi or a Beaver Builder 
to work with your theme, and that way you can make it into a Squarespace because the transition from Squarespace to WordPress is hard. Um, mm -hmm. But I wondered if that was sort of the same thing that you're hearing is, you know, what do I do? I'm so, I know that especially new photographers, like picking up a camera and learning exposure settings is obviously more important to your craft than learning HTML and CSS, right? So yeah. what do you do first? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I hear a lot of people wondering about that Squarespace versus WordPress dilemma as well. Um, I recommend WordPress just because I know hardly anything about Squarespace. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just by default, I say uh, WordPress. Um, I think, too, another thing that I see a lot of people go through is they go through this paralysis of trying to decide what template to settle on yeah. or, you know, what look to settle on or, you know, what logo or all those starting up of the business type of things. And it can take so long to get through that decision process that you've missed the opportunity to have your business already three months in establishment or, you know, six months in or something like that. I've seen it take a really long time with some people. And I think that's, that's unfortunate when you're holding back your progress just because you can't make a decision. Yeah. And my encouragement to photographers is that, you know, you have to limit yourself with how much time you have to make a decision. Yeah. Give yourself, I'm going to think about this for six hours. And at the end of the six hours, I'm going to have a template, and that's, that's it. That's a really great way to phrase it and to say it, because I do think this is where the art, the artist of photography and the business of photography really, like, crash together, because you want it to be perfect. You want it to show your aesthetic when it's more important just to be out there. It's more important just to be getting the SEO, just to be building and showing Google that you're there, and then making mm -hmm. modifications as you go. I will say that uh, although I although I agree with everything that has been said, I wouldn't just go with any template. Only because you can go with a WordPress theme that's free that may not be coded as well for various things like site speed and SEO and and whatnot. Uh, it may not be responsive. If you go with a theme that is was designed three years ago and it's not up to date with modern standards, then you're, you're actually doing yourself more harm than you're doing good. Yes, you want to just get yourself out there, but you want to make sure you're also smart about it and choosing something that is modern and that is um, well well designed, well coded. Uh, I know that photographers won't know if something's well coded, but look at reviews, look at right. demos, make sure that it's working the way that you would imagine your own photography website looking before you just choose a template. Well, so I think that this conversation is where the paralysis for photographers is. You know, they talk to devs and they talk to people who are really web savvy and they say, wait, yes, pick a template, but with these parameters. And I think that that's where the the fear comes from. So I really like what Jasper saying, like, okay, here's an amount of hours, pick it. And then if we can supplement that with make sure that it's mobile responsive, make sure that it has good reviews. You know, we don't love the theme forest because you don't necessarily get all of the good codes, even though you may get better prices. So yes, you may be paying $200 for a theme versus $49. But again, those are the cost of doing business. Um, but I do, I, I see that paralysis all the time too. And then mm -hmm. just the word WordPress, you know, like is so scary because somebody may have used it before and then come back and had a bad experience. And now that it's sort of more user-friendly, still afraid of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think if you're purchasing from a pretty reliable, reputable source that is, 
you know, constantly updating and upgrading and, and has a really good um, user base and stuff like that. I think that's a great place to start with. Yeah. Um, but where they think they get lost is in just like, do I want the first page to have a really big photo right. or do I want it to have scrolling photos or things like that? They get lost in the little design stuff right. that I think ultimately um, they don't matter as much as we think they do. And I think that that, that, that just holds you back by struggling with that decision. Yeah, yeah I, I, I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, there's, a, there's always that. And it's funny, you say that the scrolling. There's always a conversation in some Facebook group about why uh, the, what do they call those sliders or the scrolling sliders, why they're not good for use, for user inter, for usability. Aren't those uh, called carousels? Isn't there like do not use sliders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. all, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and really in the end it, it doesn't matter because, no. you know, the, what it does matter for really is, uh, in my opinion, yes, usability is good if people actually use it, but most people will probably skip over it. Um, so what what that part matters even more, in my opinion, is an SEO because if a slide or a carousel, whatever you want to call it, is not coded well, it won't be good for your for your for your search engine results. Right. Um, but it's not but even that; it's mobile. So what mobile, was it two years ago? Was fifty percent of traffic now? It, it's seventy to eighty percent of traffic, particularly to wedding and portrait blogs, mm -hmm. are on mobile because their moms or their brides and they're busy and they're you know not at their computer or when they are at their computer they're at work so they're not checking or they're not supposed to be right. Um, so I think you know. It, more than any of this design stuff is yes, it can look amazing on a computer, but if it doesn't work on a mobile, like you're dead in the water. Yep. Um, yeah. If you're going to use a, something that has a carousel or a slideshow or a slider, if it's something that you can uh, manually control on desktop, make sure that it has manual controls on mobile, like swipe swipeability right. type of things. Um, very important. If it doesn't, then that that may not be a good choice either. Um, so what other what other things have you seen come up from attendees uh, either during the conference or during your one-on-one -on -one sessions? Um, what what kind of topics other, aside from you know what we've talked about have you seen come up related to photography websites websites in general? Maybe we can tie that into WordPress specifically. Sure. Yeah. So two of the biggest things I see people um, puzzled about with their with their websites is um, how to get the best SEO. Mm -hmm. And then also, should I put my prices up on my website or not? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so that's well, an ongoing really, debate. Yeah. That's that's so funny. Yeah, that's a that's definitely what what I hear a lot too. So mm -hmm. uh, let's start with the pricing one. Um, that's a, such a good debate because you could really argue for both sides of the coin. Um, it to me, for me, it, I think it depends on on the genre of photography. You wouldn't necessarily do that. For weddings, um, you could do a range. You could do a range, and then what you do is you get people to inquire through through a contact form, and then you have this a beautiful PDF that you can then send to to yeah. the lead uh, with your packages. Or, and that can be automatic. You know, if you oh, use yeah. Gravity Forms, you can have someone come in through a contact list asking for your pricing, and the pricing can then automatically go out to them, but be accompanied by an email around it so you really get to frame how the pricing is seen and it's instantaneous because I know a lot of the struggle for pricing is okay somebody will reach out and then the photographer is shooting a wedding or editing or being with their mm -hmm. family 
and so they take 24 hours to get back. And while that may, may not seem like a long time, especially on like a Saturday or Sunday, that bride may have moved on and found someone else who did have pricing on their website. So I think this is really where the struggle is, is that, okay, if I don't have pricing on my website, then what's the response time? And WordPress and the technology is that you can still not have pricing on your website and still have an instantaneous answer to when they respond. Yep. So that's Absolutely. sort of the best of both worlds, I think. But again, yeah, yeah. you can argue on both sides. And and the one of the, my favorite parts about um, Gravity Forms in particular in this situation is you can have it so they're, if they're inquiring about a wedding versus an engagement session, yeah. you can have it um, conditionally send a specific PDF right. based on you know which which they choose. Right. Yeah. Even if they're inquiring, just they they're not you know you can have a drop down and they aren't even worrying about pricing yet per se. They just want to get to know you better. That would send out a different email than someone who picks from the drop down. I specifically want to know pricing. Yep. So exactly. again, like there are all of these options. And Gravity Forms, I think, does a really great job on their um, support, their their documentation, so that again, you're a photographer, you don't necessarily know all the technology of how to do that. They're pretty straightforward, and their support is awesome. So they will help walk you through this, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just thinking it would be a cool feature for Gravity Forms. Maybe I'll I'll send it to them. Uh, is a, a a a delay, or you can call it a dripped reply. So if somebody does say I want pricing, they're not getting the email immediately. It's waiting an hour, right? So it's making it look like it's sure more of an email. Have that? Yeah, it doesn't have that currently. Okay, I know the big thing for them, they just had the save and continue feature. Yeah. So yeah. that was a huge thing because all of the forms on the Photoscribe site are built in Gravity Forms. And if you have a longer form, like a questionnaire for a bride, and they start to fill it out and then you know get interrupted, they've done half the work. And right. so a big part was I don't want to lose that, but I can't finish it right now. They also have a new feature, which is an extension that allows you to... Uh, with permission, spy on the person filling out the form, and oh. if they don't complete it, you still can see what what they typed in the oh, form. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't um, know that. It, the only thing it doesn't spy on is the password. If if you did a password on the form, but yeah, um, but uh, yeah, and and they do it with permission by by means of putting an alert saying you know we are tracking what you enter and so on and so on. Well, HubSpot has one called Lead-In, so it yep. doesn't matter what uh, form plugin you have on your website, um, but it will tell you where they came in, uh, what they visited on your site to get to the place where they filled in a form. Yep. And so that's been very interesting sort of for lead gen to be like, oh, well, this person came from this place. Um, so I should cultivate that more. Um, so if you're looking at like content management, this is a little bit more advanced than beginning photography <laughs> website, yeah. but it's definitely a place for photographers to go. Is how to curate that content and you know make sure that it's really targeted towards their audience. Yeah. Um, the thing I was gonna add there, Scott, mm -hmm. um, that you mentioned that I really liked is sending them really beautiful PDFs mm -hmm. uh, with your pricing. And that's something that I've seen um, a lot of people miss out on. Is even not just beginners, but people who have been shooting for years and years and years are sending out just this price sheet that was made on Microsoft Word. That's just literally it looks like just like a menu of prices, and that's it. And I think you can really get inspiration from other places that have brochures for other luxury items, right? Yeah. Right. Like for me, one of my biggest inspirations when it comes to brochures is um, I, I really like cars. Uh, quite a lot. Even as a kid, I like cars. And um, used to be able to walk into a dealership, you get these beautiful 
brochures that would show you the color swatches and all the different kinds of leathers you can get in the car and all that, all the options and stuff like that. And it'd be filled with beautiful photography. And I think that when photographers are building out their price sheets, we're such an image-based business that yeah. you should look to be doing things like that instead of just, here's my prices and that's what's included and it's all just text. Yeah, you know? I agree. And there are templates you can buy. Design and Glow has beautiful ones. You know, it, you don't have to be a graphic designer either. There are things, mm -hmm. there are resources that you can modify with your logo. Again, it's a paid service and I would, you know, caution you that if it's not paid then, you know, you don't want it. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, uh, speaking of Design Glow, they're coming out with a new product, which I'll link to in the show notes. I think it's called, uh, uh, it's called Print by Design? Oh, man. Proofed by Design. Proof, um, let me, I have it bookmarked. Let me just quickly look yeah. it up. And, and it again, called another service. Polished. Oh, polished by Design. Started with a P. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I've, I got the link to this in the show, name, show notes by Design. I think um, right after this episode, I think, is when they're releasing it. I think they're releasing it, like, the beginning of September, officially. Um, but, uh, basically, Design & Glow, for anybody who hasn't um, seen them before, and we'll link to Design & Glow as well. Let me just make sure I add that to the show notes. Um, Design & Glow makes uh, templates for anything in a photographer's business, including yeah. pricing sheets. Um, so, what... Uh, and that's usually a, as, a, as a PSD, and I think maybe an InDesign... Um, I never bought anything other than a PSD, but I think they might offer multiple. Um, and Polished by Design is going to be like a Canva-type yeah. service, where it's a it's a SaaS-based, it's, it's software as a service. It's a website where you go on and you can create your designs, but the beautiful part is not only do you get the digital version that you've created using their interface, but... So that means no downloading Photoshop files. It's in the cloud. It's in the, it's on their their servers and whatnot. Um, but they partnered with Pro DPI so that you can actually order physical copies of these wow. at the same time, mm -hmm. and it's printed custom by Pro DPI. Wow! So nice. it's going to be a really cool service. Um, yeah. that especially for I mean any anyone in a creative business, but yeah. But again, I love how we're talking about tangible pricing sheets, PDFs, or printed, and we can still relate it back to your website. You know, so a photographer is getting stuck on the design. Well, if a if you're if you're getting stuck on the design of your pricing sheet, then put it in a PDF where you have more control in programs like Photoshop and InDesign. You know, you can't necessarily make it look exactly how you want on the web and still worry about SEO, yada yada. But again, you have this third option of capturing their information then sending them a PDF later and the PDF can be beautiful you know it can be whatever you want it to be with absolutely no restrictions other than the size of what you want you know yeah so i think that's a really it, it's a good question because you're right it always comes up when when you talk about websites but it really should come up when you talk about anything right yep. just running the business the pricing is the most important Part yeah. in some ways, you know. Mm -hmm. And and don't be afraid to to spy on your competition. Look at your yeah. local your local area. See what other photographers in your area in your genre are doing. You know, see what their pricing is. Um, use pricing calculators as well. Don't just go off your competition's pricing, but um, but see what they're charging. See how they're displaying it on their website versus uh, doing it through email, right, with a PDF. If they're even doing it through a PDF, yeah, you could. You could li really go that far if you wanted to. I don't recommend going that far and actually in doing an inquiry. But right. <laughs> um, what I will say is, you know, while we might recommend that 
you do it where you do like sort of a a, a, a range and then do a pricing sheet through email. Um, I will say that if all the photographers in your area are putting pricing on the website, your business might need to do the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, so it really depends as well as is in your area because what what is your target marketing demanding in that? I, so I, I agree and I disagree and I think this is again where the pricing issue has so many nuances like yes I think you should see what's out in there in your market but if your website content is really directing your target client in it's it's almost like price is an afterthought in that case and I know you know every photographer is like yes I definitely want to get there where they love me so much it doesn't matter how much I'm charging like and that is you know you have to get to a very specific point in your business but I think your your website is the place where you really need to start to cultivate those discussions. Like, who is your target client? Who right. do you want in? I don't know. I always worry about if you look at your direct competition. You know, there's 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 like copying, and you don't want to take someone else's style that's in the same market. Whereas if you're looking at other markets, like I'm here in Boston, I can look at San Diego, I can look at New York, I can look at you know, it, it's almost I'm not in direct competition with those kind of photographers, so you know, seeing what they're doing and, and copying in some ways, adding my own flair, adding my own target market, adding you know, it's a little bit safer. I don't know. It's it's a hard, yeah. hard yeah. balance. Well, the other thing that happens a lot too is that um, for the from the client perspective, from the potential bride or whoever's looking at booking this photography, it becomes homogenous. You know, you see all these template websites, you see all the same wording, you see very similar styles of portfolio, and it becomes really hard to decide who you want, and it becomes hard to remember who right. you want. Like, you may have seen a website at, at work, like you said, a lot of people are browsing at work, they see a website, and then they go and browse later on, and they're like, I don't even remember who that was, because they all feel and look the same, right? Yeah. So, the recall is an important part of this, right? Because a client will probably have to visit your site a few times before they decide that you're the one they want to book. Right. Yeah, so so let's talk real briefly because we're, we're I know we're getting a little close to the end here. Let's talk briefly about how do you stand out on a website? So what are some things that, that you would recommend to your uh, your customers, uh, Jess, or your, your photography customers for CPC um, to to do on the website content-wise, imagery-wise, what do you recommend for them to stand out above the saturated market? Yeah. Well, of course, I mean, if, you're, if your portfolio is unique and your style is unique, then I think that is a tremendously good starting point. Um, even though some people feel they're unique, the reality is, is that when you look at thousands of websites, they start to not feel so unique, right? <laughs> so um, one place that I think is a really, a really good um, opportunity for photographers is in their About section. Um, and particularly, I've seen a lot of photographers lately um, book videographers to follow them, to yeah. you know, go go on a shoot with them, and to almost shoot it like a mini documentary about what it's like to have this photographer at their shoot or at their wedding. And I think that really stands out because personality shines in a video, you know, and um, it's it's very easy to remember the person behind a business, maybe not necessarily the business name or the URL, but you remember the look of their face and you know their laugh and smile and the things they talk about and things. So I think I think videos are really hot and they're awesome. And I think that um, especially if you put it from the perspective of uh, like a mini documentary and show a testimonial of someone at the shoot, what they're thinking or how it's working out for them, just even showing them enjoying themselves at an engagement session is a very simple thing you can do. Oh yeah, and you know uh, 
if you're a, if you're a wedding photographer, you most likely have networked with many videographers, or you have a partner who's a videographer. So take advantage of that. Um, I would say it'd be better if it's somebody as an outsider and not in your own business, because it'll give you it'll give them yeah. a whole other or it gives yourself a whole other take on your business. So, um, so and also shopping for a videographer can be an experience uh, very similar to what the brides yeah. are shopping for when they're finding yeah. you. Yeah. So to go through the experience of being a client and finding someone whose style that you like and whose style you resonate with and who you want to work with, like that's the same experience that your brides are having or your portrait clients are having or any photography when they're coming to you. So it can be a really good learning experience. So if you're going to do it, like do it and really experience it. You know, I think uh, this. I think I just had a cool idea for another episode um, that we'll have to talk about later on, uh, Rachel, um, about talking about our own experiences hiring wedding photographers. Yeah. That could be really cool from a photographer's stand, uh, you know, standpoint, talking about our own experiences hiring. Yeah. My <laughs> searching photographer hiring. went into labor, so yeah. I don't have any pictures past the <laughs> ceremony. Yeah, no, nice. it was awful. So I have a wow. lot of good things to say. But So my question for Jasper that I've been dying to ask, and, and I know that you get asked this a lot, but... To blog or not to blog? Where do you land on the blogging question? <laughs> okay. So um, I, this comes back to one of the biggest questions people always ask me about is SEO. How do I climb SEO and stuff like that? And um, I've hired SEO experts that were, you know, at the time I could only afford uh, someone who was a few hundred dollars a month. And then as my business built, I hired someone who was a few thousand a month. And I never found that um, hiring, in my personal experience at least, Getting someone to try and climb me up SEO really got me anywhere. Right. The only thing that ever worked was consistent blogging, um, as you guys, I'm sure, probably recommend. Um, but I don't have the time for that kind of thing. There's a lot of things that happen in my business. And for photographers, there's quite a, thing, a lot of things they have to do and fit in time for their lives and their families and you know, um, self-care and things like that, right? So... For me, I'm a big fan of outsourcing blogging. I can't stand it. I feel like it's like <laughs> such a hassle to do it all. Um, um, so I think it's better to do that. If, if you have the passion and the love for blogging yourself and you, you're someone who likes journaling and, and writing and things like that, then I say let that shine. That's a talent that you have in you. That's yeah. a gift that you have. So yes. share that. But if it's not your gift, then get someone else who is gifted at it. Right? right, to help you out with it, and it's a lot better than ignoring it. It's a lot better than just yeah. leaving your blog, getting tumbleweed collecting on it. You know, like it, it, if it, if what it takes to have an active blog, and and um, a source that other vendors are are referring you through is to hire it out, then hire it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, time so, you save will make you money. Yeah, you know, so we we've said bef uh, a few times. Many times, I think, is, you know, photographers should look at Rachel's company, right? Photoscribe, that's what they do. They're an outsourced blogging company, mm -hmm. basically, right? So that's one option. Another option, um, sorry, Rachel, you got another option, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, is, uh, you know, photographers who, who can afford to outsource blogging and want it sort of close to home and not just to another, to another company is find an assistant that you can eventually hire either part-time or full-time, an assistant that um, obviously likes photography but has a knack for writing because now you have a photographer who's 
close to you, working with you on a regular basis, that can actually write for your company as well. Yeah, and I think that's true with any outsourcing. I think the first step of outsourcing is to partner with a company, partner with a trusted uh, business who does this. You know, I mean, you can talk about editing, you can talk about blogging, you can talk about um, clients, albums. You know, there's there's a there's a whole bunch of different areas in which you can outsource parts of your photography business. But ultimately, if you could can get a studio manager, assistant type person in, you know, the biggest part of blogging is to find your voice. And your voice as a photographer, usually it's just you, right? So you're really trying to capture who you are as an artist and share that through your blog so prospective clients can either connect with it or not connect with it, and both are equally important. Um, and then the other part of blogging is to blog on a schedule. So we talk a lot about SEO. You are talking to Google robots when you blog on a schedule, so you're telling them to come reference your site if you blog at the same day and the same time. So you need to find a person who can not only capture your voice and, and really in a way that you can communicate what you want to communicate, but then also who has the uh, diligence and business you know, acumen to, to understand that it has to be done on a schedule. So I think Photoscribe is one option, and you know I only work with photographers, so I understand the photography business, but there are local writers. Um, yep. But then, yeah, I think a studio manager, and if you're at the point when you can hire someone internally, I think that's that's always the ultimate goal for for all business tasks, not just blogging, yeah. but a person to be there next to you and to really understand your unique challenges and your unique target market, and you know. But the important thing is to really do it on a schedule and to treat it as a business task versus this emotional, um, you know, artist. It, it, this is again where the artistry of photography and the business of photography clash. Yeah. You know, it's a task. Yeah. Blogging is a task. Your WordPress, I mean, your website is a is a task. You know. But how do you uh, make that well, you? And if it feels like a chore, but that chore is something that right. brings you in business, then right. get someone else to do it for you, right? right? right. Like, right. It, it, it's your time is so valuable. And if if you were to spend a, you know, a day to come up with a blog post, and sometimes that's what it took for me. I'd literally right. stare at my computer. I can't come up with to say instead of this was fun, great, lovely. <laughs> but I had no words for it, right? And so um, I would rather take that time and liberate it to go do something else that's going to bring in other business. Right. And I have a client who is a personal trainer, and she would rather do 500 burpees than one <laughs> blog post. I think she's crazy, but she thinks I'm crazy because I would rather do 500 blog posts than one burpee. <laughs> right? So I think you really need to understand your pain points. And again, you know, we talk about blogging, we talk about website, but it can be editing, it can be album design, it can be client communication and sales to a point. I mean, some of that needs to be you, right? Mm -hmm. But I think really understanding, taking stock of what you love to do in your business, and hopefully it's photography because that's what you're doing, and the things that you hate to do in your business, but understand that they're important, and that's where you find, like, okay, I'm going to have someone else do this. Yeah. Like, for me, it's money. Can't do it. Nope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, so... Let's uh, close up with uh, what um, product you recommend. Now, usually we say WordPress plugin or theme. The one you're, that you're recommending is neither of them, but they, it works with WordPress, and we'll talk about that. So mm -hmm. what is the product that you recommend for photographers to check out? So I think um, it's underutilized, and a lot of photographers don't have this, but I think it's essential for running any small business, 
is a scheduling tool where your clients can look at your calendar, peek into your calendar, pick a time and day that works for them that they know already works for you, and it synchronizes with everybody's calendars and sets up the notifications. So my recommendation for that is schedule once. Um, I think it's about $5 a month, so it's anyone can afford this no matter what stage of business you are in. And um, the reason why I recommend this is I actually uh, recently was talking to a photographer. I've always used these scheduling tools. I love them for my business. But I was recently talking to a photographer who lost out on a job. Um, it was a wedding that the clients already loved her just looking at her website and wanted to book her. But the photographer, through communication back and forth, had said to her, okay, I'll check my calendar and get back to you, and then never did get back to them. And that client went and booked another photographer yeah. right in that time. And so a tool like a scheduling tool that they could just say, go to this link and pick a time for yourself, and it gets into everybody's calendars, and everybody knows when to show up to the meeting, that would have, that would have gotten her that booking yeah. and probably would have paid for schedule once for decades to come. Right. You know? So... Um, yeah. So it's, I think it's it's so affordable and it's a must. And it yeah. does connect with WordPress, right? So there's no plugin, but uh, and we'll link to this in the show notes. Schedule once has what they call uh, a um, a schedule button. Okay. And it's basically just uh, an iframe type button that you can embed in a widget or in content, you know, in your blog post or blog page. So uh, and they have instructions on how to do it. So you just basically you would follow instructions and you can add it wherever on your website that you would like to. Um, so I love that it puts the onus on the client to find time with you versus you finding time with them. Because again, again, what you just said, Jasper, like mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to lose clients because you're doing other tasks. But yeah, you know, you, know like you, you get to structure when you're willing to do things. Like maybe yeah. you only want to take consul consultation meetings on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yep. So the only time it ever opens up in your calendar are Mondays and Tuesdays, and maybe the only time you want to do engagement sessions are on Sunday nights. So it, it'll structure the calendar to fit perfectly to what will work, right. and then your clients just pick a time that works for them. And you I know, think that they like that. You know, a lot of photographers yeah. are afraid, well, if I'm not constantly available, then I'm going to lose a client. Maybe that isn't the client that you want anyway. Like, if they want you to come on a Friday at 2 p.m. and stay until 8 p.m. to cater to their needs, whereas you may have a family and you have dinner and blah, 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 whatever, um, you know, sometimes it's not the perfect fit. I do like that it really is very clear about your expectations and their expectations and if the two will fit, you know. Yeah, and it shows that you're not just like a sticky note business that yeah. has sticky notes everywhere. It shows <laughs> that you have some organization. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to, I think that builds up your trust that they know that you're going to show up to your meeting because yeah. Yeah. there's yeah. reminders it's, built into right. it and all that. For sure. Cool. Um, well, anything that you'd like to uh, close with? Any Any final thoughts? Any... Uh, advice you'd like to give to our listeners? Um, wow, okay. So um, my advice to you is to um, um, be persistent in your business. Um, always uh, work hard. Uh, think of where your customers are coming from. The customer is your best resource for how to make any decisions in your company. If you can put yourself in the mindset of, of your customer, you'll know the right thing to do for your company in any of these decisions, and you won't be paralyzed by them. I love Great. that. Now, where yeah. can we find you on the web? Sorry, what's that? Where can we find you on the web? Oh, okay. So I'm at www.canadaphotoconvention.com. And then on uh, Instagram, I'm photoconvention. Awesome. And Twitter. You happen to score one of the, the coolest uh, Instagram handles of all time. <laughs> yeah. I grabbed that one pretty quick. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, well, uh, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll be sure to link to all of Jasper's uh, sites and social media handles in the show notes, so you can follow him everywhere. And um, just no stalking. <laughs> no stalk away. I like it. <laughs> um, you'll get to see his really cute dog. So yeah. Yes. Do it. Yeah. So, um, thank you, Jasper, for joining us today. Um, thank you, Rachel, for being an awesome co-host. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> you can find the show notes from today's episode at imagery.com slash podcast slash 22. 22. Yes. Oh, and uh, one final note. Uh, we're starting a new series yes. that Rachel and I just decided upon yesterday, um, tentatively called Snap. It's going to be a mini-series within the uh, within the, the WordPress Photography Podcast. Yep. Um, it's going to be every five episodes, so it's going to be um, 25, 35, 45, 55, and so on. All on the, the 10, we have our Q&A sessions, which Correct. we are still getting in, and we're still really enjoying the feedback from that. And then every five is going to just be a little nugget from Scott yep. about something you can listen to and take away. Um, yeah, there'll be I, about five minutes or less. Um, yeah. Depending on the, the 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 item, but it'll be one one item per per episode in those. So yeah. expect the first one uh, on episode twenty five. Yeah. And if you have a suggested name other than Snap, yeah. please let us know. But we like the play on words, so right now we're tentatively called Snap. Yep. Well, and I think the feedback came that forty five minutes is is great to for this kind of format. But sometimes you guys just want to hear something quick about WordPress and photography, so we're trying to fill that need. Um, so as always, feedback is always appreciated. You love it, you hate it, let us know. So thanks, and until next time. Bye. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.